Okay, Abayisai, good morning. The parsha begins, Parshas Vayichi, Vayichi, Yaakov, Vyaretz Mitzrayim, Shiva Esrei Shana. Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim 17 years. And uh, interestingly, the Medrash points out that we have another great individual in history that also spent the final 17 years of his life away from the place he lived the rest of his life. And that was Rebbe, Rebbe Huda Hanasi. The uh, Medrash tells us, Horatius Rabbah, Parashat Sadivav, Oishei. It says, Bechayav Hayadar Betsipairi Shiva Esreishana. During the lifetime of Rebbe, he lived in Sipori 17 years, and he would call about himself, He would call, referring to that period of his life, of living in Sipori for seven years, he would refer to 17 years, thank you, he made reference to the fact that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim for 17 years, and Yehuda lived in Tzipori 17 years. So this Medrash is uh, making some type of analogy and comparison between Yaakov Avinu and Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Somehow there's a similarity between the fact that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim 17 years and Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, lived in Tzipori for 17 years. I mean, well, do, do we ever discuss who is a Gilgul? Is that Rabbi Akiva? So we did touch on this, and we're going to elaborate on it uh, further. Okay. Tziporis is Babylon. What? No, Tziporis is in Eretz Yisrael. It's a very a high location that has a... It's called Sephoris. Sephoris in uh, Greek. Okay. okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> That's what it is, right? <laughs> okay. Are you, are you in the position to contradict <laughs> No, I'm not. Okay. So Gemara says, Rav Nachman for Rav Yitzchak, have a Yasri We're going to see are there any other comparisons between Yaakov Avinu and Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Rav Nachman and Rav Yitzchak were sitting at a meal. Amrale Rav Nachman, Rav Yitzchak. So Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak, Mar Milsa, say something. No. Episa Shtikl Taira, tell me something. So Amrale, I'll tell you something. You're not a talk while you're eating. Yeah, you wanted some. You wanted me to talk. You can't talk while you're eating. Amalei hachi amar Rabbi Yochanan in Masicha Masuda Shema Yaktim Kana Leveshet. You can't talk to, during a meal because maybe the windpipe will precede the food pipe. Fiyavu de Sakana. So Basar decided after he finished eating. Amalei Rabbi Yitzchak says to Rabbi Nachman. Amalei hachi amar Rabbi Yochanan. Yaakov Avinu loymeis. Yaakov Avinu never died. So he says, he never died. So what did, you know, the eulogizers do and the embalmers and the burial society? They put him in the ground for nothing? Right? Did they eulogize, embalm and bury him for nothing? So Rav Yitzchak says, look, Mikrani Doresh, I darshan it from a Pasuk. It says, The Torah compares, the Navi compares Yaakov to his children. Just like Yaakov's descendants are always alive, so to Yaakov Avinu is always alive. So the Gemara seems to say, Yaakov Avinu loimes, whatever that means which is a topic in and of itself. But in some dimension, Yaakov Avinu lives on. And interestingly, we find that feature by Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. 
The Gemara Masechta Ksubas tells us every Friday night Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi came to his house to make Kiddush. So he says, Shkoyach. What else is he going to do Friday night? This is after he was dead. The Gemara says Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi would come after he died every Friday night to make Kiddush. Look in the Gemara. It says by... Um, when Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi died, the Gemara in Ksuvah staff, Kof Gimel, Nere Yehei Dalek B'mekaymai, a candle will be lit by his place, Shulchan Yehei Arach B'mekaymai, a table should be set by his place, Mita Teh Mutas M'kaymai. The Gemara says, My Taima, what are you setting, you know, why are you putting a placemat by Rabbi's seat? He's not, you know, he's in the ground. Says the Gemara, Kobe Shimsha Hava Asi Labeisei. He would come home every Friday night. Hahu Be Shimsha Asai Shavavasa. So one Friday night, the neighbor was knocking on the door. Kara Abba, Amra Amse, the maidservant of Rebbe said, Shesiku, the Rebbe Yosef. The maidservant said, Quiet, you're bothering Rebbe. So the, the neighbor said, Huh? I'm bothering Rebbe? Rebbe's dead. Kivan the Shama, once word got out that Rebbe would come back to his house Friday night, right? Kivan the Shama, Shuvlayas, he didn't want to come anymore. He didn't want to be Motzi Laz on the early Tzadikim. In other words, that only he should come back to life to make Kiddush on the early Tzadikim, Shanat. Rav Tam pointed out from here, it's not on the sheets, a beautiful insight. You know, we think, we say about Shabbos, Shabbos is, that Shabbos is like a, a taste of Olam Haba. But from this Gemara, you know what you see? Olam Haba is a taste of Shabbos. That Shabbos is even greater than Olam Haba. Because here, yes, the Gemara does say that in Brachos on Daf Nun Zayin, I believe. But nevertheless, in a way, Shabbos is greater than Olam Haba. Otherwise, what's Rebbe coming and leaving Olam Haba to come back to Shabbos? The concept of Yafesh Shachas Maisim Toivim Olam If you have the opportunity to do a mitzvah, even Olam Haba is not greater than that. Okay. So Rabbi Kiv Eger brings down in the Goyen Hashas a very obvious question on this Gemara. And that is, very nice, Rabbi came back and made Kiddush, but how is he might see his family? <laughs> because we know that Masim... He didn't say he was the family. Just said he made Kiddush. You know, there's a story... That... Well, and his wife? Who made Kiddush? Well, I don't know if his wife was... Mean... He was in this story about after he died. What about his children? They made their own Kiddush? Yes, of course. So the Kivager is bothered by this Kasha because the Gemara says he made Kiddush. doesn't say and afterwards the children made Kiddush. It sounds like he was a... They were mechabed him to make Kiddush. Don't say as mishpachto. Let's move on. Um, so now the Goyen Hashas brings down. Look at number four. V'hayanira b'bigdei chamudais. Not only would Rebbe come, what was he wearing? What did Rebbe wear when he came home? Did he, the tachrichin? He wore his trimal. No, he wore his trimal. He wore his big day chamudais. Shehaya loivesh b'shabes. Upaiter es harabim. He exempted the rabbim, their obligation, b'kiddush hayam. Ay, we know, la mesim chavshim. Mesim are pater from mitzvahs. V'loi kishar mesim shem chavshim mi mitzvahs. Not like other mesim that are exempt from mitzvahs. Ki tzadikim chayim. Tzadikim levan. Upeturim b'kiddush. Upeiturim b'kiddush. Not only was Rebbe chay, he was able to, he might see his family in the kiddush. And you have over here on your sheets that... 
about the concept of Mesim coming back to this world. You know, look at number five. This is from the Sefer Chasidim. Vim chafetzim hamesim l'hisrois. If a, a dead person wants to come back to this world, he could come back. Az nitin rishus l'sos, he could appear. I even know afa pishenikber b'tachricha mesim yichol laharis l'vneim b'malbush. A dead person could come back and appear wearing his clothing. Beis b'malbush shiraitzim in any clothing that they want. Pam b'malbush shenikber imay. Sometimes in a garment that he was buried with, and sometimes in a malbush before. Rabbeinu HaKadosh and Rebbe would appear in his beautiful clothing that he wore on Shabbos, but not in his uh, his shrouds to show he's in full force not only did he make Kiddush he pattered the other people it's not like other dead people that are exempt he was like he was alive so what do we see over here that not only did Rabbi Huda Nasi say I lived in Sipori 17 years like Yaakov Avinu lived in Mitzrayim 17 years. But they also share this common feature that Yaakov Avinu Lomais and Rebbe Lomais. Why does it say that Yaakov Avinu comes back and makes Kiddush? What is the special Milo of Rebbe Yehuda that he should be Zohar? Because I don't know if Zohar is the right word, but that he should come back and make Kiddush. So he was... I don't know. I don't know. But what's the uh, what's the explanation? So this is something we mentioned. The next three Marmakomos we we uh, mentioned when we had our shir on Parshas Todos about Antoninos being affected by the milk of Rebbe's mother and Rebbe being affected by the milk of Antoninus's mother. And we quoted the following three Marmakomos: Vlachen Nikra Rebbe Rabbeinu. HaKadosh. Why is Rebbe, Rebbe Nasi, why is called Rabbeinu HaKadosh? Why Kadosh? We'll see. Because look in the next line. For Rebbe who Gilgal shall Yaakov. Rebbe was the Gilgal of Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu was Masake in which brach of Shemona Esrei. The first one is Avram. Gevuras is Yitzchak. The third one is Ata Kadosh. And because Rebbe was the Gilgal of Yaakov, he is called Rabbeinu HaKadosh. And we learned further that which Mida was the Mida of Yaakov Avinu? Avraham was Chesed, Yitzchak was Gevura, Yaakov is Tiferes. What does Rabbi Huda Hanasi say in Perkei Avos? Look at number 7, Rabbi Omer. What's the correct path in life? Tiferes Osea Tiferes Omen Adam. Rebbe stressed the Midah of Tiferes. He was the Gilgal of Yaakov Avinu. And finally, number nine, here's the Maramakam we didn't have. We did speak it out, though. And this is the Megal HaMukas at the beginning of Parshas Vayechi. And that is, Megal HaMukas says, that what is Rebbe Huda called? Rebbe Huda Ha? Nasi. Nasi. Nasi is Rashi Tevois. Nitzotz Shel Yaakov Avinu. A spark of Yaakov Avinu. Rabbi Huda Hanasi, Nitzotz Shel Yaakov Avinu. And yesterday I saw a very interesting thing. 
This is also a Maramakam we mentioned when we were learning Parashas Bahaloscha, and that is, it's pointed out in the Sefer Beis HaOtsar from Rabbi Yosef Engel. We mentioned him on Wednesday, right? Rabbi Yosef Engel. We mentioned him. What did we mention from Rabbi Yosef Engel? We mentioned him uh, last week from the Asvondai Raisa and the Golyane Hashas. So Rabbi Yosef Engel says like this. He points out. About a hundred years ago. No, later. Rabbi Yosef Engel, I believe, was um, about the very beginning of the 1900s. Rabbi Yosef Engel says like this. He was a tremendous bucky. He was a bucky nifla. And he points out that throughout Mishnayis, whenever we bring down the opinion of Rabbi Huda, often it says, Rabbi Oimer, Oimer Ani. Remember, we discussed this once. Rabbi Oimer, Oimer Ani. And we even had it in Mesech Megan. He quotes all the places. Um, Kedushin, Daftes, and um, Gitin, Lamedches, and Lamedtes. And Nun Beis, and Erech and Yud Zayin, and Erech and Chav Dalet, and Tainus Daf Beis. Alright, and he lists about a dozen places where when we bring down the opinion of Rebbe, it's Rebbe Oimer, Oimer Ani. And he wants to know, why is that? Why is that? Why is it that of all the Tanoim, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi should be the only Tana. But we don't say, Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Oimer Ani, Rabbi Tarfan Oimer, Oimer Ani. What does it even mean, Oimer Ani? Who else is talking? So if you remember at the time, the answer of the Beis HaOtsar was that Oimer Ani either is like the predecessor of Nira Lufi Ani Daiti. You know, if you ever learn a Rabbi Kiva Eger, when they give a Teretz, they say, it seems according to my humble opinion. So we know Rebbe was very humble. The Gemara says in Sota, Mishames Rebbe, Badla Anava. So he didn't want to say, this is the halacha, he said, this is my humble opinion. Or we also learned that the Gemara, um, this is the answer of Esau gave more Alpi Kabbalah, that Ani is really the name of Hashem. Like we say in Hoshanas, Taisus points us out, Ani Vahai Hashiana. Ani Vahai Hashiana? I is gonna, I, Ani is going to help me? Ani is going to help me? Who's Ani? Taisa says Ani is the name of Hashem. That's why Hilo, when he came to the Simchas Asbe Shoeva, he would say, Im Ani Khan HaKal Khan. If I'm here, everyone's here. Hilo? That's what he was such a Balgaiva. He meant, if Hashem is here, everyone is here. And we, exactly. And we said, uh, we added to that, right? Meaning, if I'm not for me, and if Hashem's not for me, what do I got? So I saw in the Sefer, Likutei Ma'amorim, Shvilei Pinchas, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, he wants to answer this question of the Beis HaOtzer a little differently. He has a very good chap. You know what Rebbe means? Oimer Ani, Oimer Nitzutz Yaakov Avinu. <laughs> Ani could also stand for Nitzutz Yaakov Avinu, a spark of Yaakov Avinu. It's also Shem Hashem. Also Shem Hashem. Okay? So that's what he writes. Ani could stand for Nitzot Yaakov Avinu. 
So let's take a look, if we try to get a little understanding, what exactly is this comparison between, between Yaakov Avinu and Rabbi Huda Hanasi. So the Argedal Yehu, Rabbi Gedal Yeshur, brings down in the Sefer, number 12, the Medrash, he quotes the Medrash we read to start with, Rabbeinu HaKadosh B'chayv HaYedor B'Tzipor Yedzayin Shana, V'Yakari Al-Atzmai V'Yachiyaka V'Yaz Mitzayim Yedzayin Shana, V'Chaya Yehuda B'Tzipor Yedzayin Shana, V'Tzorach B'Yer, Ma'aratz Rabbeinu HaKadosh L'Hagiv Ezeh. What's Rebbe trying to tell us? Yaakov lived in Egypt 17 years, I lived in Sipari 17 years. Where is Sipari? Sipari, I think, is in the north. So it's yeah. part of Eretz Yisrael. Yes. yes. So when Yaakov says, I lived in Mitzrayim, it's Chutz Laris, Vashteach. Yeah. So, but he used to live in Eretz Yisrael. So it's not the implication that he was outside the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. I hear. Just off the bat, if you look in Sefer Yahushua, if you look at one of the cities that are mentioned, it mentions the city of Goshen. So the only thing is Goshen is not in Eretz Yisrael. So the Radak says that I believe that Goshen was uprooted and moved to Eretz Yisrael. The same way we say Asidin Batek Nesis Bat Medrashas. And in that sense, Yaakov, where he lived, he had Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Okay. But in any event, what exactly is the comparison between, um, between Sipor, Yaakov living in uh, Mitzrayim and Yehud Ravidu Hanasi living in Sipor? We find another comparison. Like we pointed out, the Gemara Ksuba says how Rebbe would come back every Friday night to make Kiddush. Right? And, like this. The concept over here is, we've already explained, these 17 years that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim, we're no ordinary 17 years. We're no ordinary 17 years. He says like this, Yaakov's final 17 years in Mitzrayim, they were like the world to come. Like the Medrash says, the last 17 years of his life, all the difficulties of life were removed from Yaakov Avinu. And now why was this? Before Kal Yisrael went into the Golas of Mitzrayim, it was necessary that Yaakov live a 17 year, 17 years of respite, and he was able to inject into Kal Yisrael a certain spirituality, that gave Kaiso the ability to last in the Golas. In other words, Yaakov Avinu, for the last 17 years of life, he didn't have the Tzara of Esav and Lavan and Dina and Yosef. He lived at peace, so to speak. He was able to focus on injecting the Kedusha into Kaiso for them to be able to last through the Shibut of Mitzrayim. These 17 years paved the way and prepared for Kaiso to stay in the Golas afterwards. So too, that is exactly what Rabbi Huda Hanasi did. Rabbi Huda Hanasi lived in a time where there was great peace in Eretz Yisrael. He was able to gather, right, especially under the auspices of Antoninus, he was able to redact and codify the Mishnayis, and that gave us the Chiyos to last through the Golas through the Torah Shabbat Peh. So Yaakov Avinu, in a certain sense, was Bebechinas, he was on the level of Torah Shabbat and he was able to pave the way for our 
our existence in Golos in Mitzrayim. Rabbi Yudanasi was on the Bechina of Tar Shabbat and through that he was able to inject Kedusha into Klai so to last through the Golos. That through that, Golos Hamukal Arucha Shechoyshech Yichas Aretz Sosam Betoch Klai So Ar Gadol. Yaakov Avinu was able to inject within us this great light. Vezehu Ar Shoshisa Sirim Mishnah Shesidrim Rebbe. This was the great light that Rebbe illuminated to Klai so of the six orders of the Mishnah. He says Yaakov was Mitzat Tar Shabachsav and Rebbe was Mitzat Tar Shabalpeh. Sherebi be'elu hayudzayin shanim b'tzipori. The seventeen years that uh, Rebbe spent in Tzipori, also Masha, also Yaakov be'elu hayudzayin shanim b'Mitzrayim, were analogous in their achievement to what Yaakov accomplished in Mitzrayim. Shehichnis ha'ara gadol hazeh b'tzach klayso. He was able to inject this great light into klayso. Shebetoch hashish sidre mishnah that within the the six orders of the mishnah gano zeh ha'ara shal yado bichaltena lahachzeg mamin b'gosas. Right, we know we learned Chanukah time that the arha ganos is hid in the shish sidre mishnah. So the same way, so to speak, Yaakov, through his peace, he was able to inject the Kedusha into Klaiso to last with the Gauls. That is what Rebbe accomplished. And then he brings down, look in the next paragraph, How could Rebbe be Motzi's family in Kiddush? We hold Mesim are exempt from it. So it's like it says, And he answers, By Tzadikim are called alive, they are not exempt from mitzvos. What does the Sefer Chassidim mean? The Omer Kavanasehu, the depth of his intent is, Ki Eitzel Tzadikim, when it comes to the righteous, She'af B'chayim Chiyusa Mahabchem Esachomer Letzura, that even while they're alive, they transform their body into its ultimate form. Ve'enom Nenemi Olam HaZeklan, they get no benefit from this world. In that case, they could wear the same type of cloak even in the world to come. And Rebbe said about himself, he had no hana from this world even like a finger's breadth. He was able to wear his spiritual clothing even in the world to come. Because for a regular person, what's Misa? Misa is the cessation of physical pleasure. So that's why it creates this completely different station. Once a person's body ceases gaining pleasure, so he now enters a new existence. But for Rabbi Huda Anasi, who never had Hana while he was alive, his Misa didn't transform him to a new state, a new existence. Okay. So let's just conclude with the following. Let's conclude with the following. We find... That the there's a medrash that says Ein Hagolios Miskansos Elavuschos Hamishnayos, right? There says if you ever look on the uh, Mishnah Yomas calendar, that's one of their primary Mamari Chazal that the exiles will only be ingathered in the Zchus of the Mishnah. And in this sense, the Sefer Imre Baruch Rabbi Baruch Simon wants to point out that. In the same way, Yaakov Avinu, through his 17 years in, in Mitzrayim, was able to pave the way for the upcoming Golas and then Geula, so too that is what Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi accomplished. And then he explains, take a look in the third paragraph, Okay, this is a quote from... from from the Argedal Yahu. And he, how, he, how he says that 
Yaakov Avinu living in Mitzrayim these 17 years, the peace that he had allowed him to inject the Kedusha into Klal Yisrael, which is exactly what Rabbi Yudha Nasi accomplished. And he concludes, look in the last paragraph, we learn from here, that through the Limud HaMishnah, the Kates will be revealed, why is that? Because we know, Rabbi Yisai, that the word Mishnah is also could be read Neshama. Because the Mishnah is Osios Neshama. And through our Neshamos, we're all connected. Right? We're all... In this world, we seem like we're separate entities. But Tachas we're all one mass Neshama. So it's the Koach of the Mishnah of Rebbe through which we're all united through our Neshamos that will ultimately bring the Gula Shlema and we'll hold it over here. I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos. <laughs>